Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargrove. Wolfman's got Nars. Killer mommy. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Slap. Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the All American Spook Show Horror Podcast. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined here with my friends Will. Hey, hey. Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. And we are here to celebrate our third anniversary of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. Uh, a lot has changed, and a lot has happened in three years, but uh, uh, needless to say, we've had a good time doing this. And, and we've really been able to, like, uh, you know, step it up this past year with the addition of Donnie uh, back in March. So, like, we, we're, we're pumping out a lot more episodes, you know, more frequently every week. Uh, it used to be, you know, it was every two weeks, and sometimes it was kind of infrequent even even then, like, uh, especially, like, that first year or so. Those episodes would be like, well, here's one, and then, like, you might get another one two weeks from then or maybe even a month from them. <laughs> it just seemed to be kind of like, you know, we, we weren't all together as far as, uh, you know, our, 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 our time frame and everything, but we've gotten a lot better about that, and... Uh, bringing Donnie aboard has, has helped us uh, expand uh, what we do. Like, you know, we've gone from uh, every two weeks to now weekly. Uh, we produce the Deadline Horror News. We started that back in, what was that, May or June, I think, you know, the, the YouTube show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we really started, like, cranking out, you know, getting some stuff on the on the Patreon at patreon.com slash show with our, you know, every Tuesday bringing out the Library of the Professor. Those have been awesome. Uh, if you want to go check out that archive, like like we said, you know, join us there on patreon.com slash show. Of course, all of our, all the stuff that we've done on YouTube, that's, you know, archived over there. Since about mid to late September, we've been going live on Wednesday nights with uh, Deadline Horror News. And, and we may continue that. We're not 100% settled on that, but I think we might be continuing to do that uh, unless it just doesn't work out, you know, time-wise for us. But um, that's actually made... Uh, our lives a little easier as far as the editing aspect of things, you know, we just kind of prep stuff beforehand and then we have a live show. So I think those have been going pretty well. So yeah, I mean like, uh, leaps and bounds, a whole lot more content and we're having a lot of fun here doing the show. Donnie, it's been a blast having you aboard, you know, ever since you came on in March, man, it's been a huge help. Yeah, man. It's, it's really, it's, it's done a lot, you know, you know, for me as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, Ever since you guys started, you know, just being a fan, uh, uh, being a supporter, being a subscriber, um, you know, just the transition over to kind of co-host was, yeah, pretty seamless. But yeah, it's been, I tell you, man, it's it's just been, it's been awesome. Yeah, we've enjoyed having you on here. And like I said, it's helped us really kind of expand the empire, so to speak. You should go back, everybody should go back and listen to our very first episode all the way back in October of 2018. 
and then listen to us now and you can tell that we've definitely improved. I mean, we, we had a lot of mistakes and, and bumps in the road, but especially on that first episode, it was a little rocky. Um, but, so, even, we even, you even had to make Will go out to the car, right? Because I think yeah. y'all were trying to do it in the same room and the echo and the, the uh, feedback wasn't, wasn't working right. Uh, all that was lightweight stuff. I got a ticket that night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 The whole grand, the whole grand idea we had that night was Will was going to come over to my house and we were going to get smoke on Skype. And then we were all going to record the first episode like that. Uh, he got a ticket. Will did on the way over to my house. And then once he got here, we realized like we couldn't make it work <laughs> like with both of us sitting in the same room. So he ended up having to sit outside my house in his car uh, <laughs> on Skype. And then we recorded it that way. And then, like, halfway through the episode, you can hear him, like, uh, cut his car off and open the door or something. Like, the mic on when I went to the urinal. I mean, it was a whole thing. <laughs> no, uh, at least it wasn't the camera, I guess. Right? It the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, that, that and tons of memories. I mean, we've made a lot of cool new memories in the past year, and we're going to be going through those here on this episode. Now, to basically, well, first I'll go ahead and toss the usual information before we get into it. Of course, as always, you can email us any any uh, comments or any questions or anything like that over at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at AA Spook Show. We're on Instagram, Facebook, the Slasher app. You can find us there by searching for All American Spook Show. Same deal on YouTube. And like I said, we have every uh, Wednesday nights we've been going live with Deadline Horror News, but those are also you know, archives, so to speak, they're there for sure on Thursdays. Uh, so you can find those there and we have, and we upload, uh, new episodes over there and everything. So there's all kinds of cool stuff over on our YouTube channel. And of course we have a T public page where you can buy, you know, like our logo merchandise, some other cool designs we have up on there. Uh, you know, shirts, uh, mugs, pillows, I think, uh, stickers, all kinds of stuff, like even face masks. I think they're still selling those over there. Yeah, that can all be found over on uh, Public. You know, you should be able to find us by searching for All-American Spook Show. If you don't feel like tracking all this down, we do have the uh, link tree down in the show notes there. You can click that, and it should give you all the links to all these things that we're talking about. Uh, of course, the big deal is our Patreon. Like we said earlier, patreon.com slash Show. Every Tuesday, we have a new video mini-sode up where you can uh, watch the library of the professor. That's like the, uh, the, big, the big thing there uh, where, you know, he takes something out of his library talks about it we, we you know we discuss it he gives ratings you know if it's if it's merited and uh it's always a fun time every tuesday on patreon and of course each month we have a patreon poll where you can vote for what uh, one episode that we're going to be watching the next month so uh literally today the poll you know here on halloween the poll ends for october and that the the choices over there are hellraiser phantasm and a nightmare on elm street now, basically, the premise here is, obviously, those are three pretty big horror movies, but the premise here would be, basically, this is kind of the start of us watching a new series, you know, over the course of the next year or so. So, whichever one you guys choose over on Patreon, that is the series that we'll be kicking it off with starting in November. That episode, episode 81, that'll be the Patreon poll winner. That'll come out November 8th, so next Monday. Uh, since, you know, we're releasing, we normally come out with our episodes every Monday at 6 p.m. East. This week, obviously, it's Halloween. We celebrate our anniversary on Halloween, so that's why the episode came out today. So there won't be one tomorrow. So, you know, if you're looking on your feed come Monday night, 
uh, where's the latest episode? Well, it's already out. It came out, you know, on Halloween. So don't don't be confused that there's going to be another one tomorrow. But our next episode will be next Monday, November 8th, and that'll be the Patreon poll winner. So either Hellraiser, Phantasm, or A Nightmare on Elm Street will win out, and that's what we'll be watching. And then, uh, so you'll definitely want to tune in for the beginning of a new series and everything there. But yeah, so basically what we're here to celebrate is our third anniversary. And like I said, or like I was going to say a minute ago, Basically, the premise of what we do here on our on these anniversary shows is this is our one time a year where we have a chance to re-rate the movies, you know, our star ratings that we gave out throughout the year. This time period starts all the way back to last November for episode 45, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon from 2006. Um, and then it will wrap up with basically the last movie that we'll talk about here on this episode will be episode 73, Maximum Overdrive. Now, the reason we're, I've kind of made the decision to stop there is because since then, we have watched Caveat from 2020, Hack a Lantern from 1988, and Halloween Kills from 2021. I kind of came to the decision not to talk about those here because it's just it's been too soon since we talked about them. So yeah. what are the odds that we would, you know, honestly, that any of us would really change it, you know, up or down, you know, yeah. at a high level since we just talked about it, like, we, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. So I'm thinking what we'll do is we'll cut it, we'll stop the you know re-ratings at episode 73 maximum overdrive, and then caveat hack a lantern and Halloween kills. We'll discuss those, and you'll be able to change all, all you guys will be able to change that next year. So that'll give it more time to breathe and think about it instead of a, a knee-jerk change or anything like that, since we literally just talked about it. So uh, that's so basically it's that same uh, calendar that we had a couple weeks ago for the Spook Show Awards from Behind the Mask. To maximum overdrive so that's kind of our window of, uh, of, of discussion here so i guess we'll go ahead and get started with uh, episode 45 behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon from 2006 now I, I i didn't pull clips from every episode that we did in the past year but i did pull out some clips that i thought were kind of funny or entertaining or whatever that were worth you know uh uh revisiting and then you know talking about them or laughing about them a little bit here you know that's always kind of been a tradition too so i guess i'll go ahead and toss to the first clip here that we had from episode 45 behind the mask basically this is uh both these clips really is is smoke kind of being forgetful so uh <laughs> we'll start from there so, so here we go which is totally not that <laughs> it's not a parody no. it's a mockumentary slash what's the other one not parody but that other uh <laughs> there's another word in there when you're like not Overtly making fun oh. of, but you're just using humor to enhance yeah, whatever yeah, element of the genre. Yeah, satire. That's it. Satire. satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did something right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's the guy with. It's a miracle. That's right. <laughs> um, I would have been here for the end of this podcast trying to pull out that word from. Yeah. Couldn't think of it. <laughs> a murderer got his axe. It's just thirty minutes of smoke crying because he can't think of the word. <laughs> Goddamn age. Self-deprecating, just talking. I'm so stupid. I hate myself. It's a bit like crisis. Anyway, let's finish the podcast. And we just finished the podcast through his sobs. Dude, there's so much that just gets, you know, cut out. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that didn't get that didn't get cut out. That made the episode. So these aren't these aren't like cutting room floor clips here. These are like you know these are from the episodes. But uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But this next clip is basically picking up kind of it kind of continues the theme of uh, 
smoke being forgetful. So here we go. <laughs> and the like, the dudes like them buried himself underground in like a hyperbaric chamber or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, one of those uh, <laughs> kind of like the chamber in a sci-fi horror movie. That's uh, it's, here we go again. Here we go. Again. <laughs> I'm gonna be sobbing through the rest of this. Oh thing. God, here we go again. <laughs> this is 30 more minutes. Uh, the Deprivation Chamber movie. The Deprivation Chamber oh. sci-fi horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> called deprivation <gone> chamber <laughs> <laughs> so there you go that's uh like i said that's more of smoke being forgetful there but I, that kind of when i was listening back to the episode that kind of stuck out to me like <laughs> so the running bit of just smoke forgetting shit and then just just crying like i'm horrible <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that that's come back up from time to time since then. So I just figured I'd play those. But so that episode, Donnie, of course, you weren't on there yet, and that's going to be the yeah. theme for the next handful of episodes here. So uh, I'll give you the chance in just a second to give your star rating if you want or if you're ready to. If not, yeah. uh, Will, uh, I'll start with the guys before I toss to you. Will, you gave it four and a half stars. Uh, any chance you go up or down with that? I, I would love to. I really really still enjoy this movie like this has uh, been one of the uh movies that since we've done it i've actually like watched it on my own again since then but no i think that's how I'm, uh, i don't i don't think i want to go any any higher with that one yeah no, no argument there smoke you gave it a four what do you say i don't remember what now <laughs> i don't remember the movie <laughs> what's my name uh, <laughs> what does four mean uh, i know i'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stick with the four. I, I love this movie. I forgot I hadn't seen it in a long time since you know before we did that show, so I forgot how much how enjoyable it really was. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the four. I gave it three and a half. I think I'm gonna stay there. Donnie, what uh, what do you have to say? Or, or have you watched it? Or are you prepared? Oh yeah, before? yeah. I've seen this one, man. Yeah, it's I tell you, man. This is a great one. Uh, without getting into details of it, you know, just all of the homages, star rating. I think I might have to agree uh, kind of with Will and Smoke here. I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. I'm not hard to please. It's just, you know, um, th this just happens to be my highest rated movie. So, yeah, uh, there you go. Four and a quarter for Donnie. So I just wanted to mention that, Will, you gave a kill count of 11 on that one. And Smoke, you mm -hmm. gave it a gore score of five. It's a great movie. I mean, I've recommended this movie to anybody that wanted to listen since I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah and, Smoke, oh, yeah, and Smoke, you were the one that uh, uh, told us that we should be watching that one, and that was a great pull for that one, for sure. Uh, we've given you your props, you know, since then for that one. That, that's probably one of our favorite movies of the year, you know, you know, not... Yeah, I, I think if we, if we were to say, take movies that were, like, say, non-mainstream, whatever you want to call it, non-Hollywood movies, what are our, I guess, sleepers, if you want to call them sleeper-type movies, this would probably be the top-rated of those non-mainstream, non-Hollywood-type yeah. horror movies. I mean, you know, maybe Reanimator's up there somewhere. I don't even know if Reanimator overtakes this one, though, collectively. Probably not. I mean, I know I gave Reanimator a five. We all gave it pretty high scores, but I would, I would say this probably still takes the cake there, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, to, and the one last thing I'll add on Behind the Mask is that when we did the Spook Show Awards, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it won Best Movie. So it took, oh, yeah. it took home the spooky <laughs> for Best Movie. So, yeah. <laughs> No question, you know, by almost any measure, it was one of the, one of our favorite movies of the past, you know, of that time frame that we did, you know, that we're basically talking about today. So, uh, great film. All right, so uh, with uh, episode 45, by the way, we move to episode 46. 
our Thanksgiving 2020 episode, Blood Rage from 1987. Just remember, it's not cranberry sauce. It's blood rage. <laughs> um, so on this one, I, I did pull one clip, so I'll go ahead and uh, uh, <laughs> knock this one out of the way. And if you've listened to the show over the last year, so you, you might know what this clip's going to be. But uh, apparently, uh, I have a different uh, family tradition at my house for what we eat on Thanksgiving. So here we go. So I guess if you kind of want the the real truth behind Thanksgiving and just get disturbed over eating your chicken, then I guess you can you can listen to that one. Um, you eat chicken on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a that's a Thanksgiving tradition around the around my house. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not having a fucking turkey. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you and you turkey eating asshole? <laughs> You know how long it takes to cook a fucking turkey? Yeah. <laughs> Chicken's way faster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do know how, how long it takes to cook a turkey because that's what everybody else in America does. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I don't know what the hell I was thinking there. Like, I just had chicken on the bottom. You, know, you know, it's coming up. It's pretty soon. It's coming up again on Thanksgiving pretty soon. And time for the ad chicken. Yeah, yeah. Chicken uh, the uh, <laughs> the Adkins family tradition of uh, Adkins family. A, a full it's the Adkins diet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a full chicken on the table instead of a turkey. Um, <laughs> but this movie, it was debatable whether the movie was a turkey or not. Uh, uh, Donnie, we'll get to your score here in just a second. But Will, you gave it two stars. Any chance you want to go up or down with that one? No, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold. Like, <laughs> I mean, I. I could probably make a, a pretty fair case for taking it down since I haven't thought about it once since we finished <laughs> this, <laughs> except for the fact that uh, <laughs> that uh, Thanksgiving chickens are thing at your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say uh, us saying it's not cranberry sauce and then the chicken on Thanksgiving thing. That's that's probably the most memorable part of it all, you know. But <laughs> other than you know, that's how you know it's good. Movie. Yeah, yeah. When the episode is slightly better than the movie. Uh, that being said, though, Smoke, you gave it a, a, a higher score. You gave it an even three stars. Uh, what do you say now? Oh, yeah, this one's one I've seen a few times. But there's not that many Thanksgiving horror movies. Like, there's certainly not that many quality Thanksgiving horror movies, as we found out the year before when we did Home Sweet Home, right? I, I think that was my, uh, <laughs> my uh, what do you call it, pick, too, I guess, for that Thanksgiving. Let's see your love, I'm sure, of that movie. Yeah, Will, that was your uh, lowest rated uh, movie that we've watched, Home Sweet Home, that that old, Even lower that old stinker. Suspiria. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, <laughs> a full a full star lower than Suspiria. Matter of fact, but, not, but yeah, this one, this one, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with the three on it. It's, it's entertaining. It nobody's gonna, you know, think this is Oscar worthy material or anything. But, yeah, <laughs> but it is entertaining. You know, it's not cranberry sauce, but it's a movie. Uh, just a just a whole chalk. I think I, I gave it two and a half stars. I'm gonna stay there. Like I had fun watching the movie. I had fun talking about the movie with you guys. Um, as we, you know, you kind of, you're probably going to hear that a couple of times, you know, while we're talking about these, like sometimes it's more fun just knowing that we're going to be talking about it than it is actually sitting through the movie. And we got a couple that we're going to be talking about here in a minute that are, that fall into that category. But yeah, uh, I think I'm going to stay with two and a half. So Donnie, what do you say? I'm going to agree with you with, uh, uh, two and a half. It's not quite crapster piece theater, crapster. but, uh, <laughs> it's not something, you know, you really... It's not something you repeat watching. Sorry, Smoke. But uh <laughs> Maybe maybe around oh, Thanksgiving no, no, no. maybe no. around Thanksgiving time when like like you said, there's not very many of these and you're yeah. just desperate to watch a horror movie at Thanksgiving, I, this would probably be the best example of it. 
I will say that I will give the movie poster a higher rating. I would probably give the uh, movie poster uh, probably three and a half. Yeah, it's uh, it, like I said, fun episode. The movie was meh, but the movie was fun enough to where you know I think we all enjoyed it enough, you know, to uh, continue to talk about it off and on here from time to time since then. So there you go. Uh, the kill count on that one, Will, was 11. So that was two in a row that was 11. And then, Smoke, you had a much higher gore score for that one. You gave it an 8. Mm, an 8? Yeah. What, most recently, it gave uh, Halloween Kills an 8, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're backing down on gore score or not on here as we, like I said, the gore score is kind of a organic thing. You know, no yeah. pun intended. I mean, it, you know, we can always, if you want to make it like an addendum kind of change, we can make it. I mean, it's not like these are our rules. It doesn't, you know, yeah. it's not like uh, there's <laughs> yeah. some master, uh, you know, overlord of rules here. So if you'd like to re-rank it, you can. Then I'm going to make an adjustment yeah, to kill on. counts. Yeah, I want to add more <laughs> kills. Uh... <laughs> now, and then in the namesake of who we were doing the gore score for, which is Chaz Balin, uh the late horror journalist, he... He had a tendency of doing that, as anybody would, I guess, as you're rating these things and you watch them again, or you watch something that's exponentially gore, way goyer than anything you'd seen before. You kind of sort of adjust, you know, those ratings. So, I don't know. Let's kind of drop it down to a seven. I don't think it's like way up in the eight category. I know there's there are some really cool kills in that movie, but they're not. It's not prolonged throughout the course of it. So I think I'll drop off one of a seven on the score score, but keep my uh, three star rating. Well, I'll make note of it, and then. Uh... Maybe what like we've kind of talked off air a little bit about maybe like starting to put up like here are our top five highest score score movies and our top rated movies, worst rated movies, stuff like that. So maybe we'll start to either find a place to where that can all be seen or we'll just put it on our socials when the when the list kind of change and everything. That'll be kind of fun, you know, something on the side, kind of fun to do and give That'd you the, cool. and give you the listeners also a better indicator of where we're at as far as like what we think of certain movies and kind of what our scale is because. Now, you know, we're uh, literally 80 episodes deep. We kind of, we have our scale, I think, down pat. You know, like as far as like, this ain't the same kind of scale you would measure, say, Citizen Kane and Gone with the Wind with. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> uh, for these movies that we watch, our scale is kind of like, it is what it is, you know. So uh, it would give you a better picture of how we think about things if, if that's out there. So I think that's something we're going to start doing. Um, so we move on to episode 47. I didn't pull any clips for this one. Not to say that there was, weren't any fun moments or anything. Just I didn't find any, you know, really worth revisiting right this minute. So, But in that episode, we started the Christmas season. Now, it's always kind of become our tradition in the last couple of years that we watch uh, at least two Christmas movies during the Christmas season, you know, simply because it's kind of a month-long celebration, so to speak. So the first of our two Christmas movies we watched last year was Better Watch Out from 2016. Now, when we did the episode, Will, you were on vacation, so it was just me and Smoke going alone that episode. Smoke, you gave it three stars. What do you say now? Yeah, I mean that one. That one kind of came out of nowhere the first time I watched it, and it was it kind of took me by surprise. I didn't expect anything out of it, really. I mean, it, it's almost hard to expect much out of brand new horror holiday movies. That one though did. I watched, you know, put it on I'm like, yeah, whatever, let's watch, it. check it out. And it kind of yeah it took me by surprise. And then watching it again for the show, I think it would have been the second time I'd seen it. Yeah, it didn't lose any of it. I guess any of that power or whatever for me so i think i'm gonna stick, stick with it same rating three yeah i gave it a three as well and I, and I and that was the first time i had ever seen that movie i i enjoyed it because that movie that i recall that was like left 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 right you know like all of a sudden like wow you know <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so yeah that that one like you said kind of caught me off guard in that regard so yeah i think i'm gonna stick with the three now will you didn't give your rating until the next episode so i'll go ahead and jump ahead to that 
uh, when you came back on for the next one, you gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, no, I think I'll stick. I mean, you know, kind of like the, what y'all alluded to, like this movie was uh, something that, you know, felt very contrived and, and just unoriginal uh, until about, I don't know, about the 45 minute mark. And then it's like, what am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> like why, why I wouldn't put it, you know, like up in the fours, like it, it's definitely something like if, if, if you're listening to this podcast and, and you don't exactly know what that movie is, just, just go watch it. That's uh, definitely like a fun movie uh, to be surprised with. All right. So to that, Donnie, did you get a chance to sit down and watch this one? I did. Yeah. I, I had actually seen it when it, uh, when it was released. Once you watch it once, you know, the second time you watch it, it, it's, uh, it definitely takes a, uh, well, with anything, you know, it's just a little different the second time. You forget a couple of things, but, you know, um, star rating, it's something you can watch again, uh, but uh, it's not really something I would watch again. I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to go three. I'm kind of breaking my own rule here. Uh, typically, <laughs> I go three stars if it's something I would watch again. Without giving uh, too much away, I like where this uh, this movie took us. So yeah, that's I, that's primarily the reason. I think it was that. an awesome twist, and it was a, it was a fun time once you got it. Yeah. Got once you got to that point. Because yeah. at first, I remember sitting there like, Jesus, man, you know, this is the movie you've seen a hundred <laughs> times. And then wait, wait a minute, you know, like we said. So that one, you know, I think kind of pumped it up for all of us. So. Uh, yeah. you know, pr pretty much, you know, three plus across the board. You can't get much, a whole hell of a lot much better than that, you know, as far as our scale is concerned. Will, you gave a kill count of only three in that movie, and Smoke, you reflected that in the gore score with four. It really was like, I wouldn't say it was bloodless, but, you know, there wasn't really a lot there. <laughs> well, the the, uh, the uh, paint can to the head. Yeah, but you didn't yeah, see that it. Was... <laughs> that, that was part of what we had talked about at the time. Like, it was like... You saw it about to happen, but you didn't see it happen, yeah. and you didn't yeah. see the aftermath of it. They described it. When, yeah. and, you know, you kind of get the you kind of get the picture in your mind, like, oh yeah, that must have been nasty. Because yeah, they described, oh, did yeah. you, you know, what demolished his head, basically, kind of. And they, uh, it was good editing, good lack of having to come up with a special effects splatter design for that. I mean, if that was part of the budget, or if it was just they just didn't want to go there, they they cleverly made you feel the punch of what would have happened. Yeah. Without showing it to you. Yeah. So we move on in the Christmas season last year to episode 48, Christmas Evil from 1980. Now this one, oh boy. <laughs> I think you always hear it like in the, uh, in the opening montage of like the little sound bites that we dropped in where you hear me say, what the hell did we just watch? It's from this. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that movie is wackadoo fucking nuts. And then the end is even more nuts. Like, it's straight jacket nuts. Uh, once again, no spoilers. Go listen to that episode to hear it. And if you haven't seen, seen it, um, do yourself a favor. And I might even wait until the Christmas season because it is a very Christmas movie. You know, like, even more so than... It, well, it, it, I mean, as nuts as it is, right, and violent and everything, even more so than Better Watch Out, right? Better Watch Out could have happened any time of the year. It just so happens it's Christmas. Christmas Evil is literally like, it's this is happening because of Christmas. You know, so... It's a very Christmassy movie, but very violent and very fucked up. But <laughs> I've got three clips that I pulled from this, you know, in varying uh, degrees of uh, funny here. But uh, I'll go ahead and play the first one. We were talking about the video nasties. It wasn't prosecuted or anything, but apparently this was one of the ones back in that back in that time period that uh, I guess they would have confiscated. 
I can imagine living over there during the time. Son, do you have any of those nasty movies? <laughs> no, Dad. No. You got any of those video nasties? And then, all right, Dad, yeah. Video you busted me, Dad. Here you go. And he's pulling out, like, Penthouse and Playboy tapes and shit. No, I'm talking about Christmas Evil and Suspiria and whatever the hell, you know, was on this <laughs> random list. But I'm keeping this, too. Yeah, yeah. But I'll keep these just to make just to make sure we're all good under the law here. Of course. Um, yeah. Thank you this for being. This definitely was illegal. I'm confiscating this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was our little mini discussion about what what was on the video nasty list, and you know what what like what the first thing you would think of when you hear that would be porn. But no, no, they were just talking about like movies like that. You know, <laughs> how dare you watch this? Get that out of here. The next clip that I pulled here is. <laughs> We talk about how it was a, it was a, uh, apparently it was a, a, a bed that came before its time where there was a murder that happened in a, in a, in a particular bed. So here's the clip. Meanwhile, the wife is like dead to the world. She's not waking up as her, her husband's getting snuffed out with a pillow. Being smothered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she's not even budging. <laughs> they got one of those good beds, you know, like you can like bounce around on the other yeah. side of the bed. The other person the bed. I don't think they had one of those really nice kind of beds a, in 1979. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They had one of those sleep Memory number foam. the sleep number beds. Memory <laughs> foam. <laughs> back in My 1979. Foam. But yeah, like she, five minutes five minutes before this scene, like they have the the glass of wine on the other side, and they're just jumping up and down yeah. on the other side. Is your husband being murdered very often in your bed? <laughs> Buy a sleep number bed, and you won't feel a thing. Um, You'll never even wake up. <laughs> so apparently, we need to get one of those fancy sleep number beds if. Uh, you don't want to get jostled awake in the middle of the night in case your uh, significant other is being strangled to death. <laughs> one last clip I had here where, <laughs> and this is one of those things I think we've brought up a couple of times since then about how they just randomly, at towards the end of the movie, were able to get together a lynch mob to uh, to get a hold of, you know, the I, I don't blank on the, what the guy's name in the movie, the guy that was Santa that was killing everybody. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, here's a here's a clip from that then all of a sudden they're they're able to gather a lynch mob on the spot with with torches and everything like it's not just basically a, straight up frankenstein yeah frankenstein it's, not, villagers. it's not it's not just like a group of concerned parents anymore they got a motherfucking torch wielding lynch mob together in like five minutes and they're chasing this dude through the streets <laughs> And hey, Johnny, call the police. Fuck that. <laughs> Give me a match. Fuck that. It's time for an old school New York lynch mob to go after this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Y'all had back the gangs of New York. <laughs> gangs of New York. Style. Yeah. 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 They all pull oh, out sorry, like. This ain't come out yet, but it'll be good. They all pull out like <laughs> sticks with scissors stuck through it and like all the crazy, like. <laughs> All the crazy, like, homemade weapons that they had. Just boards with nails in it. But, yeah, they're just, they're chasing them around literally like a fucking, like you said, Frankenstein or an Abbott and Costello movie or some shit with torches running through the streets. That was pretty wild that toward the end of that movie. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I won't go into any yeah. more spoilers, but, because uh, you're coming down the home stretch in that scene we were talking about there. But Christmas evil dies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this dirty hobo, hoboish Santa dies tonight. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that meme. Somebody make that happen. Christmas yeah, yeah. Evil dies tonight. Like, I don't know. With, uh, I, I think, Michael Hall. I think that's even too deep a cut for the internet. You know, at this point, like, 
I think only the people that worked on that movie, us, and maybe like six other people know anything about Christmas <laughs> Evil. But Smoke, you gave it three and a half stars. What, do you have any change of heart on that now? No, nah, this one, I, I, I had a soft spot for this movie. I've seen it a number of times over the years. Not every Christmas, but you know. And sometimes not even around Christmas. I, I gave it a pretty solid rating, three and a half stars. It's just uh, anybody who knows my style of movies on this show and will uh, understand that rating, I guess, as far as it not being Citizen Kane by a long shot and probably not even being worth 3.5 for most people. But I'm very much driven by nostalgia, and I like that I've watched this movie a number of times since the 80s. So I'm going to stick with the 3.5. I gave it two and a half, so you know, a full star less than you. But I think that's about fair. I mean, I had fun watching it. I don't remember it being in a, you know, a, a crazy long movie, but I do remember there were stretches of movie like, all right, hurry it up, you know, like, and then there were threads that didn't go anywhere and stuff like that. But still, it was a fun time. You know, I think you would enjoy yourself if you enjoy like holiday horror movies. If you sat down and watched this, so I, I'm going to stick with two and a half. Donnie, what about you? You uh, you got around to this one yet? I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was actually God. I've seen this. I've seen this at least three times. Now, I could um, be remembering wrong, but I think you and I sat down and watched that movie like a long time ago. Like, yeah. Like yeah, late 90s, did. early 2000s. <laughs> and, and even then, it was just like, what the fuck? And I, yeah, and I, and I didn't really remember that until I was watching it for this. And then, like, when we got toward the end, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've seen this before. Holy shit. You know, the, the, big, <laughs> the big moment at the end is what I'm referring to. God, but, man. Yeah, this but, was yeah. Like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so what, yeah, what do you think now? Oh man, I'm, I think I'm going to agree with, uh, actually two and a half, two and a half. That's where I'm at. It, it's like, it is a, it's a fun fucked up little movie, man. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it's not really something you're like, yeah, I'll turn on Christmas evil. Yeah. It, it's fun. Like I said, I think uh, to me, I think I would have more fun watching this around the holidays. You yeah. know, like in the middle of the summer, maybe not so much, but like at Christmas time, I don't know, for some reason it just works. You know, for me, it just works a little yeah. more. Uh, but it is it is a good time to be had with that one, you know, if nothing else. I mean, it is definitely not high cinema or anything like that, but it's a fun <laughs> movie. We gave it a kill count of four, and Smoke, you gave it a gore score of six. So what do you think about that now? Um, yeah, I think, I, I think I'll stick with the six. It's got its moments, you know, it's, it's got some grizzly moments in it. Uh, not crazy overboard moments, but I think, I think the six is still for this <laughs> I just I just thought about the kid that like wants a penthouse subscription for Christmas. <laughs> Wasn't that what? Oh yeah. <laughs> God Almighty, that movie. Um, I I almost want to watch it again. Like you know, even unpodcast un- <laughs> related, I, just, I almost want to sit down and watch it yeah. again. Um, yeah, you yeah, don't, almost want like a on. Cliff Notes version of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just cut out some of the you know thirty minutes of nothing, and then let's just get to the heart <laughs> of the matter. 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm being generous. We all enjoyed it. Will, you gave it two and a half. What do you say now? I'm going to hang there. I mean, the twist and the end is hilarious, and there, there's some funny moments throughout it, but there's a lot of, uh, ugh. so yeah, I'm going to stick where I'm at. All right, so I, I didn't pull any clips, but our next episode was episode 49, the year 2020, quotes, the book was better. That was the name of the episode. And there's really not much to talk about there. I mean, like, go back and listen to the episode. Uh, we basically just kind of uh, did a review of the year 2020. Not necessarily what we had done on the podcast, but, you know, movies that came out in 2020 and, like, you know, the handful that any of us had saw and whether we wanted to talk about that or not. So 
Um, that one might be an episode that might be worth going back and listening to one of these days when we get to more, like, say, movies that came out in 2020. You know, just to go back and see what we thought about it at that point versus, you know, when we do it in the future. Um, so that one's there. But episode 50, which is, you know, kind of a milestone episode, was VFW from 2019. Uh, once again, I didn't pull any clips here, but uh, I remember us all enjoying it and having a good time, you know, with the episode, and we all enjoyed the movie. So, And these reflect in the scores. So, Will, you gave it three and a quarter. Uh, honestly, I think I want to probably come down to – Probably a three. It, it was still really good. It's just, you know, like having some time on that one and, and you know, seeing some other things. Like, uh, I think I'll probably bring it back down to a three. Uh, more than fair. Uh, Smoke, you gave it three and three quarters. Any change of heart there? And I really enjoyed this one. It was uh, another one of those. I knew the director behind it. So I kind of was hoping for something good. And it delivered a little bit more than what I was hoping for, I guess you'd say. So I, I think I'm going to stick with it three and three quarter i agree and i gave it three and a half stars i think i'm going to stay there i think that's more than fair for this one that it's a fun movie it's a you know it's a fast-paced movie like there's no lulls in this one you know there's no long drawn-out conversations or anything it's just it's pretty much for the most part except for maybe like the first 10 minutes where they're setting up the characters and everything it's pretty much balls to the wall after that from from that point to the end so that's definitely one that i will sit down and watch again. It was very much of like a throwback too, right? Like in a lot of ways. Yeah, to... I, think we, I think we talked about it. I, well, I'm sure we mentioned it on the show. I'm guessing yeah. we did, but it had a feel to me very much like a John Carpenter, early John Carpenter. I'm talking about like Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, it did. Type era of John Carpenter feel to me. Except and look, except kind of di- except kind of dial it up to 11. You know, as far as the violence. Yeah, dial, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dial it up to it. You know, the themes and ideas from early John Carpenter. With the style and throwing everything at the camera type thing of a later John Carpenter, at least, you know, mid-80s John Carpenter. <laughs> so, Donnie, that leads to you. Uh, you weren't there quite yet. You know, you're still a few episodes oh. away here. So, what do you say now? Oh, man. I was I was, I was actually uh, <laughs> was kind of pissed I, uh, I missed this episode because this was one that I, <laughs> I, you know, I genuinely enjoyed. Um, and I'm, gonna, I, I'm actually going to agree with Smoke's rating here. Uh, I'm going to give it three and uh, three quarters. We had a good time doing the episode and like, I didn't pull any clips from it, but it's a hilarious episode. Just, uh, do yourself a favor and go, you know, find episode 50 and listen to that one. But you definitely want to check that movie out. I think we all agree on that. Oh yeah. This also had one of our highest kill counts with 71, according to Will that he came up with. It's not the highest. I mean, because you know, we've done, and we'll get to that one here in a little bit, but uh, that's pretty fucking high 71 that we could count. And that, that might be, you know, higher or less, you know, obviously. but uh, And probably because of that and because of what you see, Smoke, you gave it a gore score of eight. Yeah, yeah, this was, this was a nice, juicy one. You know, for, it was a little bit higher than some of the other ones we had had at the time, too. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the eight. I think it, it's got a pretty visceral. To say the least, like some of those kills. And then there, it was weird, too, if I recall, like, there were some kills where it's like they pulled back a little bit. So it must oh, yeah. that yeah. must be like maybe the ratings board or, or you know, uh, yeah, it could be. something. Could be. You know, maybe they're like, well, let's shave a little bit off here and there because there were some that were like truly gruesome. Then there was others where it was just like they would cut away from it before it got really gruesome. So before it got too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of weird in that mm-hmm. way. Yet another gruesome movie was up next, though. Episode 51, Demons from 1985. This one was our our grand return to giallo right into uh, italian horror films since we we've only uh, the only other one we'd ever talked about was suspiria and will hated it so we waited you know another 50 episodes or so before we finally introduced another one 
And uh, I think it's safe to say that he enjoyed this one, right, Will? A little more than you did Suspiria. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but before we get into, uh, you know, the re-ratings and our, what we gave our star ratings there, I'll toss to a clip that I pulled here uh, <laughs> where this is Smoke getting choked up about the movie. So uh, just... <laughs> That was another Giallo, too, and that's a pretty good one. That's got some decent gore. You can see where he would get into, like, more of the gore with demons through a blade in the dark. <laughs> Excuse me. I was holding that. <clears throat> like, I got to go through, like, water. I had a dry thing in my throat that I was trying to talk through, and I couldn't. I was like, okay, I got to stop. <laughs> I just thought you were getting choked up over your love of Italian horror. <laughs> Oh, that's better. <laughs> it's straight up like it's like your your voice started quivering like uh, so. <laughs> I, at first, like for real, like I'm sitting there like, dude, he's getting choked up over this shit. What is, what's going on here? It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> that's basically what it felt like. Um, but our and our our scores once again, our star ratings they reflect all of this. So. Will, you gave it two and a quarter stars, which obviously is much higher than you gave Suspiria. So, any uh, up or down now? No, no I'm going to take on the hold. Like, like there, there's plenty of fun stuff in this one, but there's plenty of, like, randomness to it, too. So, <laughs> to uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I could justify moving it up. Smoke, you're the polar opposite of that. You gave it an even four stars. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you could go up, but what do, what do you think? I mean, I could actually thought about going up, but I, I guess I'll, <laughs> I mean... For my personal enjoyment of it, I could probably get this movie a five, but I'm not going to. The very first episode, anybody's listened to it will know that I gave Reanimator a five, and that might have been jumping the gun a little bit. I mean, I, I do feel like it kind of warrants that for me personally, but I'm trying to be not just willy-nilly handing out fives. You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to try and be, rein that in for ones that I maybe think really truly deserve it. But I, Regardless of that, though, yeah, my enjoyment is I, I can just watch it over and over again, and I have. I, I couldn't really count how many times I've seen it. I'm going to stick with the four. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking. I was thinking about giving it up to four and a half or so, but now I'm just going to stick with the four. I mean, I've seen it enough times that I think that four will, is fair. I'm very nostalgic, I guess, when it comes to Italian horror, so <laughs> I've had, I have had quite a time with it. <laughs> you got, you got all 80s, so. And you got all choked up about it, so you, you clearly <laughs> have a, an emotional connection to these films. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it three and a half stars. I think I'm going to stay there with that. Like, I think as far as my scale is concerned, um, I think that's more than fair, you know, where I believe this would land at for me. Um, I, I could, I could justify bumping it up to, you know, a little bit, but I'll hold off and just stay at three and a half. I think this is more than fair. This movie is, bat, is batshit crazy. <laughs> Parts of it don't make any sense whatsoever. Um, I think a few moments take it over the top for me and, you know, Go listen to that episode to hear what those moments are. You can probably guess. Um, but Donnie, you weren't with us just yet. So what do no. you say, what do you say on this now? Well, I missed out on this one. Um, yeah, there's another I'm one, kinda, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, um, it's you know, fuck, man, I am I am really on the fence with this. Kenya was not interested in in, in this <laughs> one at all, only because I, she's like, oh, okay, demons. All right, I can be down with that. And then she it was not maybe five, six minutes in it. She's like, this looks old. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, it's from 1985. She's like, I'm out. Yeah, you watch it for 10 minutes. At first, you're like, oh, demons, I can be it for that. And then you watch it, oh, demons. I'm, I'm oh, not, I'm not, I'm not it's watch these it. demons. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's tough for me. But, you know, just to give a star rating, I'm going to give it um, two and three quarters. I'm going to give it two and three quarters. It's a, um, 
I mean, it is it is a fun movie, but I struggle with it. Yeah, I mean, I could, you know, I think it's fair either way. Uh, I, I think you'd probably, if you well, were there that day, <laughs> you probably would have a higher <laughs> uh, rating on it just because we had a fun time doing it. But, you know, that's probably, you know, it's more than fair for sure. Italian horror is that way, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah where they, like, uh, they sometimes don't make sense. Yeah, or okay, and either it grows on you or it doesn't, you know, either... Yeah. You watch a few of them, and you're like, and you don't realize that you go back and watch those other ones again, like, oh, I yeah. just see it. It's like a, I don't know, I call it crawl before you can walk kind of thing when it comes to Italian horror. Because yeah. <laughs> we just, with Will, with Will, we just jumped straight into Suspiria. <laughs> this is probably not the thing to do. Yeah, that was jumping in the deep end of the pool, honestly. Yeah. In hindsight. Yeah, and and, and Will could probably watch 30 or 40 <laughs> or 50 more Italian horror movies and still not like Suspiria, so, yeah. But yet, from what we can tell, this has the highest. This one has, is the one that has the highest kill count because it's inconclusive. Basically, the world, right? Like, not to give too many spoilers away, but the way the movie ends, like, uh, it could be a set amount, or it could be like this is like the apocalypse, right? The way it goes. So, um, to that, we just kind of said inconclusive slash unlimited amount of carnage. So, who really knows? You know what the kill count is. But to lean into that once again, uh, Smoke, you gave this a gore score of eight. It's full of splatter throughout. Some good demon effects, good gore effects, good. It's what eyeball gouging and popping and demons busting out of back. That guy. <laughs> Helicopters busting out of buildings. That, that skis, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Actually, just lowering for no goddamn reason. <laughs> Lower. And you didn't know that it was even there at all. Just all it's of like, a sudden. What the, what the shit? Yeah. Once again, you need to go listen to that episode. Trust me. Go watch that movie. Trust me. Listen to our episode. All right, so we move on to episode 52, It Chapter 2 from 2019. Uh, this is basically, you might as well say it's a companion show to all the way back to episode 16 where we talked about the first chapter of It, you know, this of this new version of it, you know, not the old early, what, 1990 Tim Curry version, but the current version. Watch both those movies and then go back and listen to both these episodes. I mean, I think we took a pretty deep dive. I didn't pull any clips, but Will, you gave it three and three quarter stars. Any any changes there? No, no, I'm going to hold. I mean, this, you know, like, like the whole Pennywise thing is good, but it just wasn't quite as good as the, the, the first movie. Smoke, three and a half. Yep, exactly. My sentiments are echo Will's exactly. It would have been hard to beat that first movie, just the the way the kids were they're acting together and they're sort of that, that whole nostalgic 80s era anyways so it was gonna be hard to top that and this one definitely didn't top it and it it was good but it didn't come to that same standards as the first part so yeah i'm gonna stick with my think, three and a half wasn't it yeah yeah and i think we all kind of agreed with the same opinion as far as like where we're at on that like i gave it three and three quarters i'm gonna stay there i don't really see the sense in lowering it um i enjoyed this almost as much as the first one not quite as much but you know i think when you pair them together they they did a hell of a job on uh, you know on both those movies oh, yeah. of telling the whole story. Donnie, what do you think of, on it? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I I wasn't around to give my rating on uh, it chapter one. I'm sure I'll get to you know later down the line, but uh, I'm kind of right at where you guys are. Well, you know, smoke uh, specifically. Uh, I'm I'm right at three and a half. Yeah, I, I, that's all about the same, really. You know, like you're you're splitting hairs when you're talking about quarter stars and all that. Yeah. So three and a half. Uh, more than fair and pretty much right on par with what we were all, you know, we all thought of it at the time. So, and I'd say that probably hasn't changed much for any of us. So, uh, we'll stay with that. Uh, we gave it a, Will, you gave a kill count of nine on that one. And Smoke, you gave a gore score of six. Any, 
Any thoughts on that, or just stick to it? Uh, the Gore score, I'll, I'll stick with. I think it's. I think there's a little bit more. I'm not sure what I gave the Gore score in the first one. Might have been a little bit more. You know, that had that scene with Georgie at the beginning, which is, you know, pretty, pretty traumatic scene. More so than the other one because the other one was a major TV movie in the '90s. I think there's maybe a little bit more direct gore in that first first part of it, rather. So uh, I think I'll, I'll go keep it with the six. All right, so we move on to episode 53. Now, this is just this is literally the last episode before Donnie joined the crew. Uh, we talked popcorn from 1991. I pulled one clip uh, for this one, and <laughs> this one is basically the setup of this guy Sean Costello. When we were talking about like you know people that have worked on the movie and stuff like that, uh, we talk a little bit about this guy's history. So here we go. Sean Costello is an associate producer. And uh, he he went by apparently the pseudonym according to IMDb is War- Warren Evans. Mm-hmm. Now Sean Costello is uh, a <laughs> let's see I mean if you if you look on IMDb he's got like I don't know a hundred no he's got as a director sixty seven credits well I don't know how many of those are but probably the majority are all porno movies from the seventies <laughs> the eighties a lot of them are some notorious ones too like uh, I'll just throw out some titles Forced Entry and Water Power ah uh, yeah now I'm not gonna go into what the <laughs> the premise of those movies are look them up but i'm still I, I trying can, to figure out how he's connected to this movie <laughs> i can only imagine what the synopsis <laughs> is for water power <laughs> yeah. well i don't know you, you can imagine it but you might still be a little bit shy of it okay you know, I'll, you're probably I'll, right. I'll give a little bit away it's based on a true story <laughs> oh god <laughs> and then, I, I don't know and i'm not going to go into the whole thing of it i'll just give you the name of the guy it's based on or at least his pseudonym he was known as the enema bandit Okay. Well, there <laughs> <you> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> so there's you your homework, people. Go Google the Enema Bandit and find out about water powering Sean Costello. That's it. Uh, that's I'm not going to go into it any further than that. I don't know if we should be telling people to go Google Enema Bandit. There's smoke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially if you're at work. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> maybe at least wait until you're in an incognito window at home or something. Yeah, that is, uh, that's a deep cut there, buddy. <laughs> But so, so did any of y'all? Did any of y'all Google the Enema Bandit? No, story? no, I didn't then, and not I'm not once. going to now because uh, nope. I'm I'm uh, not going to have Alexa, you know, start uh, recommending purchases to me. Yeah, that's when my parents come <laughs> hey, over. Hey, Donnie, like, just out of curiosity, if you were going to say something to her, what would you say? Just say it out loud. <laughs> Very clearly and towards and towards the machine, please. <laughs> that's just like when you, you you do that and then like your parents come over or something for lunch or something and then alexa decides like hey you still have that in your cart would you like to buy water power or enema bandits <laughs> yeah even even since if your you previous the name well, the, since since your previous name, google search of enema bandit would you like some enemas <laughs> god then then Wish starts offering you things you just didn't need at all. Yeah, well, it doesn't take much for Wish to start offering you, like, straight you out. You this coffee-blasting dildo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need or you didn't know you needed. Yeah, yeah. Wish, apparently Wish knows better. So, did we know better as far as our star ratings are concerned with this movie? Let's find out. Will, you gave it two and a half. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hold there. I mean, kind of good, you know, like a lot of these movies, it's a good twist, you know, right towards the end, but... I'm going to hold where I was at. 
Smoke, three and a half. A full star more than Will. Uh, yeah, this is another one that I really enjoy from the early 90s. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe not the biggest fan of late of 90s era horror as I am of like 60s, 70s, 80s. But this one is one of those ones from the 90s era that I like a lot. So yeah, I'm going to hold with that rating. I gave it two and three quarter stars. I guess I'm going to hold there. I mean, I really don't see the point in going up or down with this one. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, it's a good, you know, pun unintended popcorn flick, uh, you know, <laughs> as far as these type of things <laughs> concerned. I remember, you know, having a pretty good pace. Like it didn't, it doesn't really drag too much. You know, the story doesn't make a, a lot of sense, but it makes enough sense for you to have a good time while watching it. So uh, I guess I'll stick with that. Donnie, did you ever get a chance to sit down and watch it? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on you know in, on the same wavelength as you. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, a two and three quarter. Uh, it's not something I probably will ever watch again. But you know the thing that you know kind of ups my rating for it. You know I was thinking about two and a half, but practical effects you know is near and dear to um, you know my heart specifically. So uh, um, so yeah, that that definitely gives it a, a jump for me. Yeah, and I think if I'm not uh, wrong, I think we kind of said that back during the mm-hmm. episode too. That like, yeah, the practical effects really like bump it up a nudge, you know, for that. And that and that was around that time period where a lot of movies were going away from it. You know, pretty much all movies really were starting around that time period. You know, it kind of earned an extra point or two from all of us, I think, for that. Uh, it's almost all downhill. Well, I guess before we go to the next one, uh, the kill count on that on popcorn was six, and uh, Smoke, you gave it a gore score of three. Yeah, I think it's fair. It's- Popcorn wasn't a movie. Again, another one of those that's not really made about the the level of gore. And even though it did have some cool, it had cool practical effects, practical effects, but uh, not overly splattery by any means. So yeah, I think I'll stick with that. What is it? Hey, why it's buttercup? Popcorn, add some butter to hot popcorn. Mix it up, wrap it up. Buttercup is born. It's delicious. So nutritious. It's a taste delight. It's so munchy, crisp and crunchy. You'll enjoy each bite. Eat butter-crunched buttercup. Popcorn at its best. Served in a king-size cup. It beats all the rest. So we move into, we go downhill, and we move to one of the uh, cumulatively lowest score movies we've ever talked about. And, and, and it's debatable whether it's a movie <laughs> or not, right? But episode 54, Into the Dark, the series on Hulu, uh, it's like a series of holiday-themed movies and whatnot. Uh, The St. Patrick's Day episode of Crawlers from 2020. The important thing to note about this episode is that the new era began. This is when Donnie joined the Spook Show for good. Like, he had been a guest before, but this is when he became a permanent member of the Spook Show. So, that was the good part. The bad part was this movie. Uh, Donnie, Donnie, Donnie probably, like, disagrees with that part probably wish he had come in on a different movie necessarily (laughs) yeah Yeah, i wish i had come in on uh vfw yeah even if it had been like popcorn (laughs) or you waited another week for april fool's day any movie but this one (laughs) yeah (laughs) i did pull one clip before we get into the star ratings uh that i thought that i thought was pretty funny this is when we were just grasping for straws to find anything positive (laughs) about this movie and then then you get the opening credits, right? The opening credits were kind of cool, though, right? Like, they weren't horrible. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for uh, you You're just looking for something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to say, that, that, that's not what you want to, the person to describe your movie, I guess. Is, you know, the opening credits weren't too bad. <laughs> so the highlight of the film... Look, I'm yeah. just... 
I'm just trying to not screw us if we ever uh, sit down and talk to Brandon Zuck one day, all right? <laughs> We've got positive things to say. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> <laughs> that you fucking opening credits. <laughs> Those credits, man. Yeah, we've just made a life enemy out of Brandon Zook. <laughs> we actually, we actually interview him one day. And he's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much a dude. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are right. I mean, I was hamstrung by sucktitude. What can I say? Cocaine's a powerful drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm just saying that I thought that the opening credits. They look good. That's all I'm saying. Cause it, it's all it's all downhill from there, right? So you gotta you gotta start high here. Well, apparently. there 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 was a uh, second good part, at least for me. Those were the closing credits. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, those those were pretty good too. Those were pretty good. Actually, too. that was the most entertaining part of the show. <laughs> you no mean, doubt. So yeah, like I said, just searching for anything positive to say about that movie at all, and that was the only thing we could come up with, or at least I could come up with. You guys pretty much came up with nothing. Um, <laughs> So, Donnie, you gave it one star. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Any, anything more to add to that? <laughs> uh, God, this movie was... Honestly, I am... I guess we'll get to that other episode that I rated uh, uh, fairly low. I would like to lower this. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking lower this. Um, right now, Brandon Zuck's going to be listening to this episode when there's like, mother... Yeah, he's got like... He's got like a whittling, he's like whittling a knife, like whetstone, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ruin deep this hatred for the show boy. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him effort, and um, I'm going to say a quarter of a star. Ooh, a quarter? Fuck them, man. This movie fucking sucked. There was no reason for the green light. We know it's fucking St. Patrick's Day. You fucking crammed it down our throat. Like, just stop. <laughs> stop with the fucking green light. It's like, well, you know, he just—that's his favorite color. That's all. Will you also gave it one star? Yes. <laughs> anything? <laughs> anything to add there? Up, down? I'll go. I'll go three quarters of a star. Good lord. <laughs> well, that that has to pretty much make this the lowest movie cumulative we've ever talked about. Um, so far, I think I think I think we can do worse. <laughs> we, we can always keep trying, we, we right? Have, we have it in us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's. Oh God, I don't know. Is there worse out there? Probably. Well, we'll find it, and then and then you have to come back and up this thing because trust me, we can find it. Smoke. <laughs> Not much further off from these guys. You gave it a half a star. Oh man, what? The, well, is there any lower you can go? I guess you can give about. All right, well, he just I won't went, go He lower. just gave it a quarter of a star. So yeah, you can go. <laughs> give it a quarter. No, you know, I'll leave it at a half a star. You're right. You know, in retrospect, the credits were fairly decent. <laughs> I'm glad that I could, I, I, I could influence someone's opinion with credit talk. Um, <laughs> I gave it a star and a quarter. I guess I'm going to lower it to a one. I still think I like this movie a little bit more than you guys did, obviously, because I have seen worse. You know what I mean? Like, things you just want to gouge your eyeballs out over. I mean, there were some, there were some parts here, you know, other than the credits that if I recall, would I sit down and watch this again? Hell no. You know, not unless we're like, we're in for a hurting, right? Like, well, we got to watch something. Let's fucking watch this and like do the MST3K treatment on it or something. That'd be the only <laughs> way. Well, like I said before, we need to watch another episode of End of the Dark to kind of watch that taste out of our mouth. Because I've seen a couple others and they're better than that. So, Will, you gave a kill count of four on this one. 
Smoke, you gave a gore score of three. You know, it would have it would have raised the score for me if they're going to have it be as shitty as it is plot wise. If they would have just bumped us gore that gore up exponentially, you know, like, some good splatter in there, that would have woke me up enough to <laughs> like pay attention, give it a higher rating. Yeah. And they even avoided but that. Yeah, gonna, yeah, they even avoided that yeah. aspect of it. So. So yeah, I'll go. I'll stick with the three on the board. Donnie, since this was your first episode, you, we, this is where we introduced your segment. At that point, we called it the Six Degrees of Spook Show, uh, <laughs> and in that, you made the connection of Pepe Sanuga to all the way back to the first episode of Jeffrey Combs. So uh, I'll mention your connections, you know, as we go along here with you know further, okay. further and further along here. Ep- next episode, episode fifty-five, April Fool's Day from nineteen eighty-six, one that we obviously enjoyed way more than Crawlers. <laughs> Uh, Will, you were once again on vacation on this episode, so uh, I didn't pull any clips, so I'll, I'll skip to Donnie first. Donnie, you gave it two stars. I'm going to hold. There's nothing that warrants me to move from that spot, not even Biff from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, Smoke, you gave it slightly higher, two and a quarter star. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a classic from the 80s. I mean, as classic slashers go from the 80s. But it, it was never one of my favorites. Even back, you know, back then it was even less of a. Back then it was kind of like the ending. And again, we don't, we don't. If you haven't seen it, go watch. We're not spoiling it anything here, unless you've already watched the episode and hadn't seen it. It would have been spoiled for you. But you could probably guess by the name of the movie. So I was not very happy with it even back then when I saw it. Just like what a cop out, you know. Even though the name, the movie is called what it is, uh, it had its moments. So it's not completely terrible, but it just never was one of my favorite '80s slash movies. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with the two and a quarter. I gave it two stars. No reason to go up or down there. I'm going to stay there. And uh, it, uh, it would have got a higher grade, I think we all discussed, if, the, if there had just been one death in this movie because the kill count was zero. <laughs> Will, you didn't give your rating until the next episode, but I'll go ahead and fast forward to that. You gave it two and a quarter, just like Smoke did. So what do you say now? Yeah, I'm going to stick here. You know, like, like you know, y'all just said, you know, like if, if there would have been uh, actual deaths in this, you know, maybe it would have held a little bit more weight. But just the fact that they copped out on all the deaths it just kind of it detracted from the movie itself and because of that smoke you gave it a gore score of three go with it i'll keep it with a three this is uh donnie your next six degrees of spook show connection here was the infamous french horn player james thatcher who you (laughs) who you said had 1258 credits to his name on imdb at that time hell he's probably got more so even since that episode he just he just had 100 more um but you connected him to episode two 9, 30, 35, and 39 of the Spook Show. So wow. I'm sure there might even be more since then. That was a pretty cool, funny connection that we've actually brought up a few times when you when you talk about your connections, too. Uh, episode 56. Ah, another classic. The Curse of La Llorona from 2019. Uh, our next installment. Man, we were rolling through some, some top-notch horror movies. Those three oh, episodes. yeah. Well, I tell you what, man. Like, starting with the Crawlers, boy, it was... It was not. It was not high times. <laughs> I did pull one clip of this. This was pretty funny because it was towards the end of the episode where we were, uh, ironically, we were talking about the credits. But uh, <laughs> here, here, here's what we had to say. Actually, at the very end of the credits, you hear the weeping sound. At the very end, if you watch all the way to the end, um, you hear the weeping for like a brief. No, no, that actually end. wasn't there. That was you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I just watch? <laughs> As it turns out, I sat there for the entire five minutes crying and, did, and, <laughs> and didn't realize it until the credits were, the music had stopped playing that I was weeping. The end. 
So yeah, apparently uh, I, there was no audio cut at the end of the credits. It was just me crying, and then I didn't realize it until the music stopped. So, uh, <laughs> and to that, our star ratings I think reflect the weeping of the, of La Llorona herself. Donnie, you gave it one and a quarter star. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. <laughs> that's yeah. low enough. Yeah, that's low enough. Will, you gave it one and a half. Damn, hold. <laughs> hold. Smoke. <laughs> even lower. You gave it one. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least I felt a little bit vindicated when we watched this that, that y'all didn't, like, see yeah. something amazing in this movie that I didn't see. Because I've been talking shit about La Llorona since way <laughs> back, whenever I first saw it in the theater. Before, I think I was the only one that had seen it, right, at that time? Yeah, since before, yeah. It, since before we it was... It since back before it was cool to shit on Curse of La Llorona, yeah. you were shitting on Curse of La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I felt a little bit vindicated, at least that, that y'all didn't give it some higher ratings. I'm like, you know, most just an asshole or whatever. So, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll stick with my... What did I give it one or did I give it a one. half? No, it was one, even one. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I guess I'll stick with the one. <laughs> I guess if I have to. I'll, I mean, yeah, I should on it a lot. Of course, you've seen a lot worse movies. Into the Dark Crawlers, I, I thought. Yeah. Worse, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> plenty uh, of other ones out there that are worse, though, but, but definitely no better than a one for me. Same thing. I, I gave it one and a half. I'm just going to stay there. I mean, like, this has by far got to be the worst of the Conjuring universe. And this is uh, the benchmark. This is the this is the low bar, right? This is the Mendoza line of the uh, <laughs> of the Conjuring franchise is this fucking movie. Will, you had a kill count of four. And Smoke, you gave it a gore score of one, which has got to be one of the lowest gore scores we've ever you've ever given out outside yeah. of maybe what, like Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and that was Hanna-Barbera produced TV movies, yeah, so you exactly. don't expect anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with that gore score. Yeah, I mean, there's really, because it wasn't nothing. necessarily nothing at all. There was something there, but not much. So yeah, one is a one is justified for sure. Donnie, your uh, Six Degrees of Spook Show connection, you connected Richard Brenner and Dave Neustadter to mm-hmm. It and the Conjuring films. So, no. you know, it's it's obvious the connection's always going to be the Conjuring films with those movies. Uh, episode 57, we, we're, we're going uphill now, much better film. And we watched Chopping Mall from 1986. Now, unfortunately, Smoke, you were on vacation. So you weren't there to oh, actually yeah. sit, you know, sit with us and talk about that movie. I know. I, sat, I, sat, I had to sit through three thirds of a movie, and then a good one comes on, and I'm on vacation. I'm yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'll go ahead and skip to it. You gave your thoughts on it on the next episode, where in that episode you gave Chopping Mall three and a half stars. So uh, any change of heart there, up or down? Uh, no, no, it's it's by far not a great movie, <laughs> but it is a classic '80s slasher splatter movie, whatever you want to call it. And it's got that tech, the robots and stuff in there, blowing people's heads off and whatnot. So it's entertaining as hell. The mall setting makes it fun in the way that Dawn of the Dead. Small setting made it, you know, interesting and whatnot. So I've seen it on the big screen once at least, and uh, enjoyed. I enjoyed it immensely every time I watched it. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Donnie, Donnie, you gave it an even three stars. Any any new thoughts? Yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm I'm gonna bump up uh, pretty significantly. Uh, I'm 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 gonna go three and a half. I like where it's, uh, you know, in the head explosion. We had mentioned that on. Uh, the award show yeah that's 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 where i'm at with that it's just you know nostalgia and uh just a lot of great memories from chopping mall will you gave it two and a half yeah uh, i think i'm gonna hold it, it, it was good things that weren't supposed to be funny were funny yeah <laughs> and it had a cigarette machine in it so there's that <laughs> oh yeah 
Um, I gave it three and a half, just like Smoke did. I'm going to stay there. Uh, this has always been a favorite of mine for a long time. Uh, sentimental favorite, so uh, it, it already had the home court advantage for me. So I'm going to stick with that. Will, you gave it a kill count of nine. And on the Gore score, since Smoke wasn't there, we guessed five. And next episode, Smoke gave his Gore score, and he actually gave it six because he referred to Chaz Balin's original score of six. So we almost got it. We almost guessed it. We were only one one point away there. It's Don- not overly gory, but it's got that head explosion scene just like just seals the deal right there. That's just, as we gave it an award, you know, it's it's just a badass splatter effect. Oh yeah, one of the best. Yep. Donnie, you gave your six de- six degrees of spook show on this one. You connected you had two connections. Cinematographer Tom Richmond, uh no relation, you said. Uh to uh <laughs> to uh House of a Thousand Corpses. And then you connected uh, uh, special effects Roger George to Never Too Young to Die. So mm, that, yeah. that's always an interesting pull, finding something that has something to do with Never Too Young to Die. <laughs> yeah. Next episode, episode 58, back to the, the old Conjuring universe well again. Uh, this episode was Annabelle Comes Home from 2019. Uh, and this one, Donnie, you were sick, so you were not on this episode. No, I was not. But uh, let's see. I'll skip to the next episode where you actually did – no, no, no. We still don't have a score from you for this. Did you ever ha- have a chance to sit down and watch it? I did. It? Okay, I so... Did. Uh... Not a fan. Not a fan of this movie, <laughs> but uh, it's not... Uh, yeah, it's just predictable, you know, bullshit. I mean, you... I'm going to get... Fuck, man. This is going to probably be... Oh, well, not... A, okay. This will be my second uh, lowest rated uh, Conjuring Universe movie. I'm going to give it a two. It earns it. I mean, yeah, it does. To me, it's it not. Does. It's not as bad as Curse of La Llorona, but yeah, it's not as bad. But it's just it's manufactured garbage. Will you gave it two and a half stars? Any any new feelings on that? Mm, nah, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. <laughs> Steady. I feel like maybe I should go down, but I'm gonna hold. Smoke, you gave it an even three stars. Any any new feelings on it now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to wash the taste out of my mouth of uh, of La Llorona or something. So, you know, it's kind of like the thing when you're in the desert and you're just dying of thirst. You know, <laughs> the the little the little droplet of water on a little bit of moisture or something in the in the dry desert. That's what uh, this was after watching La Llorona and the other movies. Because, like I said, I hadn't seen. I wasn't there for the chopping mall episode. So this would have been the fourth, you know, compared to those three movies that came before it, this one was like a, a ray of sunshine or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to drop it down some. Uh, I'm going to go all the way down to two and a quarter, I think. On this. The original Annabelle, you gave two and a half stars. And then uh, Annabelle Creation, you gave it three stars, which I think we all agreed that one's way better than the original. So um, yeah, just yeah. as a gauge there. I gave it, I gave Annabelle Comes Home, I gave it two and a half stars. I'm going to stay there. Like, I don't, I don't recall any reasons right away to bring it up or down. So I'm going to stick with that. The kill count, once again, we had another killless movie, the zero. Best we could, I guess best Will could figure up. Nobody died here. Uh, and because of that, the gore score was only one. Not really, yeah. not really much else to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to episode 59. Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. So if you thought Annabelle Comes Home was bad, hold my beer. <laughs> From 1966, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. So that this this was an occasion because for the first time in, a, in about a, a, a month of episodes or so, all four of us were back together again. Donnie, 
I'm going to go to you first because you loved it so much. You gave it half a star. Yeah. No, I did. Are, are you going to stick with that? I'm debating. No. Ah, uh, fuck, man. Yeah, I'm going to stay. <laughs> this movie was shit. Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave that. But it was better than Crawlers. I'll mm. give it that. Mm. You know, well, you get... Being, you know, made 40 years prior or whatever. Yeah. At least it has that as an excuse. <laughs> Will, you gave it three quarters of a star, so not much better. So, any thoughts now? And now it's getting a quarter of a star. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, and, and this is the reason why. This is the reason why. Okay. This movie was god-awful. It had all these long shots, all the stuff that we talked about before. And I was like, all right, well, it was made, you know, 40, 50, a million years ago. But people still knew what the hell to do. Now, just, you know not to leave a shot up for 15 seconds. <laughs> you know not to do a lot of these things. Taking into consideration, like we pointed out on that episode, though, remember? They it made was two, made in like a week. I eight get it. days, I think it was, and they made two movies at once. So that's That still don't make it right. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how are they going to pad out the time to like an hour and 10 minutes if they don't stick on the shot for 20 or 30 seconds yeah. when they need to every time? <laughs> Look, at this point, I want to see the other movie to see if it's even worth the crap. <laughs> Billy the Kid versus Dracula? Well, the director's cut just said, uh, now with more nonsense, so at least we haven't watched that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Smoke, you gave it a star and a quarter. Yeah, well, I'm a bit more forgiving of some of these older movies. As, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it is a turd of a movie. <laughs> but I'll stick, with the, well, I'll stick with the one and a quarter, I guess. I mean... It's somewhat, for me, it's somewhat of a charming turd of a movie, I guess, if you're yeah. nostalgic for, like, Grindhouse, shitball Grindhouse movies. If you like your turds with a little bit of shiny sheen to it, then oh, yeah. Jesse James meets Frankenstein's <laughs> Daughter is just for you. Uh, I gave it a star and a quarter as well. I'm going to stay there. You know, I don't see any necessarily see any reason, you know, for the excuses that I gave, you know, so I'll just stick with that. Donnie, your spook show connection on this one was you connected Lee Sullenberger, who did the stunts on this one, to The Hitcher. Of all movies, The Hitcher. <laughs> like 20, 20 years later or so, he's he's involved mm-hmm. with the Hitcher. Uh, the kill count, believe it or not, was seven in this movie. <laughs> it's hard to re- recollect seven deaths, but there they were. But uh, because it was bloodless and it was an old Western, uh, Smoke, you only gave a gore score of a half, 0.5. We're having to give it something, I guess. You know, I mean, I could have gave it zero, but I mean, I think it, it had a little something. Well, in people there. did die, so yeah, I guess there's that. Yeah, people did die. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> people basically just fell over. <laughs> And didn't get up. I don't know if they died or not. Yeah, maybe they did in real life like that. Well, that one lady did. Remember Estelita (laughs) or whatever her name was? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we go from uh, Stink Mountain to a slightly better movie. and (laughs) Episode 60, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. You know, the the, (laughs) uh, last so far and the latest installment of The Conjuring Universe. We literally wrapped up what I think it was eight movies. Uh, that we had done over the last, you know, that first couple, two and a half years or so, however long it was. Smoke, unfortunately, you were on vacation for this episode, so you didn't get to have a deep discussion about it. But you, we did swing back around on the next episode, and we got your, uh, uh, your, uh, damn it, your star rating for it, and you gave it one and a half stars. It didn't resonate with me the way the other two Conjuring movies that had come, I mean, when we're talking about actual Conjuring, Conjuring 2 or whatever, or, you know, it didn't resonate with me as some of the Annabelle movies did too. So uh, I think I'll stick with the one and a half. Donnie, you gave it two and three quarters. What do you say now? I'm I'm gonna hold. It's just a disappointment all around, but it's not it's not more of a disappointment several weeks later. Yeah. 
<laughs> just as disappointing fresh as it is old uh will you gave it two and a half stars any any new thoughts yeah um, i think i'm gonna hold i gave it two and three quarter stars same as donnie i'm gonna stay there i mean i think it earned a few extra bonus notches there for me for just trying something different with the series because you know good or bad at least they did try something new here because you know they did have a they got a formula going on with those movies you know so I'll give him credit for that, and, and uh, I think it was Michael Chavez that did this, right, if I'm not mistaken? The same guy that had done Curse of La Llorona. It was better than Curse of La Llorona. So. Yeah, still, fuck him. That was bullshit. <laughs> uh, Donnie, you gave the Six Degrees of Spook Show. You gave you connected 13 crew members from this to the Conjuring universe, but also you connected them to Green Inferno, uh, the two It movies, Brightburn, and House of Wax. I believe that's Jason Blum. Uh, well, there was 13 separate crew that I think you had connected, okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he he, them, he's yeah. a lot of the connections there. Yeah. House of wax. I, I hate that. I even had to utter that <laughs> in a sentence. That's gotta be, that's gotta be one of my, like, I know it ain't probably my lowest rated movie, but I hate that fucking movie. Uh, yeah, I hate that. Gore score. Uh, we get, because smoke wasn't there on this episode. We guessed, I think Donnie, you and I guessed four. I think it was. And will you guessed five. So I'll fast forward a little bit on the next episode. Smoke, you gave your gore score, and it was five. So, Will, you were right. You were the one that did. all win? <laughs> Nothing. You just you got it right. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's coming up, Willie. You win a free viewing of the spirit now. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> you get a free DVD copy with scratches on it from uh, uh, Goodwill that I found of House of Wax. <laughs> oh, is this directed by Enema Guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the same director of Water Power comes. Uh, the kill count on this one that Will gave was five, so and that sounds about right for that. Uh, so we fast forward to the next episode. Now this was uh, this was a special episode for a number of reasons. Number one, it's the beginning of the Summer of the Wolf. That was the most important thing. This is what started it all. This whole past summer series that we had, and it really started the the beginning of us. No, it didn't really. It was. This was the beginning of us having episodes every week. But it also was a special episode because all four of us were actually in the studio face-to-face -face for the first and only time. Uh, so obviously I'd like to do that more often, but, you know, we we live distances apart and our schedules are so different, it's hard to get us all on Skype together, much less all in the same building at the same time. So those are going to be few and far between. But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do it again sooner or later because it was a lot of fun. But we talked, uh, episode 61, like I said, was The Wolfman from 1941. That's That was the kickoff of The Summer of the Wolf. Donnie, you gave it three and a quarter stars. Any any new thoughts on it since then? No, man, that's going to that's gonna hold. That's going to stay at least, uh, you know, in my realm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a really good one. Yeah, definitely a rewatchable one. Will, you gave it the same score, three and a quarter. Yeah, no, no I think I'm going to hold, you know, like, great classic movie. Smoke, you gave it three and three quarters. Okay, echo the sentiments of Will and Donnie, it's a classic, and it's, and that Universal had nothing really to work with as far as story like they did with Frankenstein and Dracula. You know, Frankenstein and Dracula has built-in novels. The Wolfman, as we talked about on the, over the course of that, uh, specials we did, the spotlight on, on, yep. uh, wolf, werewolf history and all that. You know, that there wasn't really much, there wasn't a novel, per se, that they, they adapted from. They just kind of took bits and pieces from folklore and made this Wolfman movie. And it came out great, I think. So, yeah, I'll stick with that three point, three and a quarter. 
and I gave it three and a half stars. So no, I mean, it's three and three quarters. Sorry, I said yeah, three and three, a quarter. I gave it three. And three yeah, three and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, and I gave it three and a half. So I think we're all. I'm going to stay there. I think we're all in agreement. Classic film. Uh, I, I could sit down and watch it again right now and enjoy it. Uh, Donnie, your connections from the crypt. That's where we actually gave it the name Connections from the Crypt. This was the first uh, instance of that. You know, its permanent name. And in this one, you connected Bella Lugosi, you know, who had a, a, a bit role, but it's still Bella Lugosi, right? Uh, in The Wolfman, you connected it to, of all things, The Devil's Rejects. He was There was a scene, I guess, that was playing in the background or something, so it was archive footage. But still, you were able to connect Bella Lugosi to Rob Zombie's Devil's Rejects, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> the kill count on this one was four, so obviously it's a movie from 1941, so, you know, they're not stacking bodies. But And the gore score was zero because this is bloodless and... You know, anything you do see is kind of off camera and everything, so you're not really seeing a whole hell of a lot of violence. It's 1941 violence, right, Smoke? Yeah, yeah. Some people die, of course, but I mean, there's yeah. not going to be. There was the cane beating the death of the cane. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's nothing bloody in a 1941 movie. Now. And he beat down his German shepherd. I mean, a wolf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> So like I said, that that episode was the beginning of us going weekly. So like basically the trend after that was we do a movie review and then the next week we have what we call Spook Show Spotlight or we talk about something else. But that was the first Spook Show Spotlight episode and it was History of Werewolves Part 1. Uh, just, you know, I'm going to note the episodes, not that there's really anything to talk about there, just that, that, you know, that was the episode. We moved on to episode 63 as we continued the Summer of the Wolf. And Smoke wasn't with us for this episode until the end. Because he was on a road trip and he was on his way back. I think it was from like uh, St. Louis. I think, I think it was St. Louis or something. Yeah, right? You you went to Missouri. Yeah. Uh, you were on the road yeah. on the way back, so you joined us then. But uh, before we get to our star ratings on this, matter of fact, I, I should mention the movie that we talked about was Wolf Cop from 2014. We had a couple of funny clips that I pulled here that <laughs> that I just wanted to play. <laughs> now, first is our you know audible mid-roll. Uh, there was a little bit from that that was pretty good, so I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, play that for you right now. Yeah, actually, I uh, just type. I, I mean, you did say you could uh, you could type in anything, uh, so I went to Audible. I typed in "eat shit," and uh, there's <laughs> there's a couple of books. Uh, uh, one says "eat shit and die," uh, and that's uh, um, <laughs> what yeah, what better that's, uh, six hours and uh, four minutes of "eat shit and die." So um, what better way to sell Audible is that you can find a book called "Eat that, Shit and Die," and not, <laughs> and all I not can only that, this but, book is, is is somebody just like, all right, and this is an Audible original. Here we go, and all you all you hear is like forks going, and just oh god, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like it's like three and a half hours of this person dying. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I think the idea of just listening to someone eat shit and die was pretty good. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> and uh, the next clip that I... <coughs> sorry, I got choked up. The next uh, clip that I pulled was uh, apparently we didn't know what the hell we were getting into with the Summer of the Wolf series. And this clip kind of starts starts the uh, thought process here. Jessica shows up and her and Wolf Cop just full on have like a sex scene right here like... <laughs> <laughs> Only here are you going to see a full-on werewolf, you know, woman sex scene. Uh, this might be the only one that's ever put to film. I don't know. I guess we'll find out <laughs> further along we get into the summer of the wolf here. But <laughs> this might be the first werewolf sex scene 
uh, in film history. Spoiler alert, we were wrong. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that further along here through the Summer of the Wolf. You know, there'll be more discussion. But, yeah, we were dead wrong about that. Uh, Donnie Wolfcop, you gave it three and a quarter stars. Any any new thoughts on that? Yeah, man. I'm going to I'm gonna hold on that. Yeah, no, it was, it was good, man. Yeah, it was good. Will, you gave it three and a half. No, no, I think I'm going to hold. Uh, who knew bestiality was just such a big thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much exactly what it is too because it's not like uh, well i guess in one movie you know what we were all wrong then we're all wrong now we don't know what the fuck we're talking about with these werewolf sex movies so i'm just gonna leave it there uh smoke you gave it three stars oh yeah yeah it's uh this movie's entertaining as hell and uh, anybody who out, out there who has never seen it do yourself a favor and rent wolf well, not rent i don't know stream whatever whatever the kids are doing these days yeah stream both movies back to back it's worth it and I'm, I'll stick with my three. That, that might it might seem low. I don't know, but I'm gonna stick with the three. I, d- I definitely enjoy this movie and watch it again. Everything you just said, and then some. I mean, I gave it a three, and I'm gonna stay there. I mean, I don't really see any reason to go any higher, you know, as far as my scale is concerned. But uh, yeah, this movie is a blast. It, it, it's funny as hell. Intentional humor, not unintentional humor, like we run into in a lot with a lot of these movies. But yeah, it, it, it's a full-on comedy. It's just as much comedy as it is horror. Or anything oh, else, yeah. so yeah, it's a fun movie. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, like he said, do yourself a favor and check it out. I believe since Donnie, since you came on, this is the first time and only time that there were zero connections from the crypt. You had nothing. Yeah, because because it was an indie flick, you couldn't find yeah. anything. So there was literally no connection to anything we'd ever talked about at that point. But the kill count was high. Will you came in with twenty four on this one, and that might be. Uh, there might be one or two you left off the chopping block, right? Smoke, you reflected that in your gore score. You gave it an eight. Yeah, this one had the... <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't mention it in this episode. I don't know how we could get through an episode of talking about Wolf Talk without mentioning the uh, wolf penis transformation thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a first. <laughs> the, the werewolf sex scene, we found out, of course, that that was not the first. But this is definitely a first for the wolf cop transformation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't pull it. I didn't pull the clip from that because I figured it would just naturally come up. The exploding wolf dick. Yeah, uh, and and it did. So I was right. But yeah, that, that... Wait, the conversation or never mind. No. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, all right. So we yeah, you, you pretty much can't talk about this movie. If anybody who's seen this movie, you can't talk about it without that coming up in the conversation at some point. Yeah, yeah, it was a great movie. By the way, that wolf dick. <laughs> what'd you think, man? Holy hell! Did you see the Wolfcock and Wolfcock? <laughs> our next episode is our next Spook Show Spotlight, episode 64, History of Werewolves, part two, where, you know, we went, we dove into, uh, you know, more into the history of werewolves and got into the movies and stuff like that. But then in the uh, episode 65, uh, we went back to another classic from 1981, An American Werewolf in London. Uh, Donnie, now you were on assignment. I don't know what you had going on that week, but uh, you were not there for this episode. Um, but you gave your thoughts on the movie in the, you know, when we talked about the next film, when we talked Ginger Snaps, you gave your star rating of An American Werewolf in London there, and you gave it three and three-quarter stars. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to change that? or? Uh... Oh, no. That is, I, that is actually I'm, accurate. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty solid on that one. Uh, American Werewolf in London, yeah. I'm pretty solid on that one. That was that was a really really good one. Will you gave it uh, three and three quarters as well? Same same score. Yep, yep. I think I'm gonna hold there. And you know, just great older movie now. I should have just led with this. Spoiler alert: we all gave it three and three quarter stars. 
<laughs> Smoke, you have any ch uh, change of heart? Oh, uh, no. No, I've seen this one. Yeah, it's an uncountable. It's in the double digit amount of times I've probably seen this stuff. So now that, I'm hard on a three and a quarter. I mean, three and three quarters. I don't know what, I don't know why I can't say three and three quarters <laughs> yeah. without saying three and a quarter. My math is off. Yeah. Three and three quarters, I'm sticking with it. I gave it the same, and I'm, I'm sticking with it for all the same reasons. Great movie, great special effects, classic. What more can you say? Uh, Will, you had a kill count of 20 on this one, and Smoke, you gave it a gore score of 7. Sticking with that one, too. It's got it's got its moments. Anybody who's seen it knows that you know, even just the werewolf transformation scene is painful, you know, with all the, even though it's not gory, it's painful. The, you hear the cracking of the bones. You see the, the you know, the odd movements of the hand. He really, really just went into outer space with that werewolf transformation scene, and pretty much everybody's <laughs> ever since then has been trying to best the American werewolf in London transformation scene. And I don't know that anybody's done it yet, really. No, not, not quite to that, to, yeah. to as good as he did it, yeah. no doubt. Um, yeah. Donnie, like I said, you weren't on that episode, but the, the ginger snaps episode, you gave your connections from the crypt. You connected Derek Lyons from this movie to the shining. So that was the, uh, the big connection there. You connected American yeah, I werewolf believe, to the shining. I believe he did the uh, prosthetics. Yeah. Uh, episode 66, Spook Show Spotlight, History Werewolves Part 3, continued the, the conversation of, I think by that point we were getting into the werewolf movies and breaking those down and everything. But then in episode 67, we talked Ginger Snaps from 2000. Now, we actually had another movie planned to watch here, but we kept seeing Ginger Snaps popping up on a lot of, like, you know, favorite list of werewolf movies so we decided to slide this one in mistake i don't know you know <laughs> we'll get to the star ratings in just a second but i did pull one funny clip from this this basically has more to do with the fact that uh, we had the werewolf sex stuff going on but but now that's canon now though if you if you fuck a werewolf uh you're you're gonna become a werewolf i can't imagine the uh the old gypsy lady in the first and <laughs> in, in the wolf man saying also, remember, my child, if you fuck a werewolf. <laughs> or if a werewolf, and I'm saying you would, but if you do. If the occasion should arise, my child. <laughs> the wolf bane blooms. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it these days? Yeah. <laughs> so when the wolf bane blooms... <laughs> <laughs> and you get rock hard. <laughs> you will become a werewolf. Donnie, you gave it two stars. Any any change of thought? I mean, like, we... I think this one was more of a disappointment, I think, to any of us. Because we did have an anticipation. Like, well, this sounds like it's going to be pretty good. And then it just... I think overall for us, it just didn't hit the mark. So you gave it two. What do you think now? Uh, I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold it two. It, it's... It's got it's got some funny moments, but it's yeah, it's garbage for the most part. <laughs> it's not um, crawlers, and it's not Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. <laughs> That's just gonna be the new mark. Like, well, it, it wasn't good, but it wasn't crawlers. <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. Um, That's not, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not the high water. You know, you talk about a high water mark. You know, it's not the high water mark. It's the <laughs> yeah. Drained the swimming pool, and the only thing left was a turd or a baby Ruth bar, <laughs> whatever you want to Andy reference. That's the low. That's the low water mark. Yeah. Jesse James or crawlers. You know? So, Will, you yeah. gave it the same mark too, even two stars. And any change of pace or change of heart? I should say. No, no. I'm gonna hold there and just you know echo what y'all were saying. I mean, <laughs> it's so there, there was there was just like a little bit of anticipation in this one because we saw it in so many lists. And then you know after you sit there and watch it, I don't know, maybe 
maybe because we had seen so much uh, uh, fanfare for this one, we just expected too much. But yeah, it did not hit the mark. That was probably where we messed up. You know, like you start buying into the hype, so to speak, and you need to kind of see it for yourself before you start buying in. Smoke, you gave it two and a quarter star. I mean, I thought this is what I'd seen back when it came out, I guess, or somewhere close to when it had come out. I might have actually liked it a little bit better back then than I did now. And I probably, if we had done this show years back, I probably would have given it maybe more on the end of three stars or so. But having seen it a few times now since then, it, it didn't get better for me. It kind of, I don't know, it, it's dropped off. So it it, 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 hit, it held like milk on the counter. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, I so, gave yeah. it, this was the first time I had seen it, so like I gave it two and a half stars and like, I think I gave it slightly higher than you guys did simply because of the uh, the, the special effects. I thought they were pretty good in this movie uh, mm-hmm. and the credits. But, uh, no, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think it held pretty well, you know, as far as the, the special effect, the practical effects and everything of this one, you know, which was definitely not of the time. I mean, at that point, everything was going, you know, shitty uh, CGI, you know, by the year 2000. So, like, I think because this was an indie flick and it was low budget, I think the practical effects held up pretty well. But... That's about all it had going for it. The story, the story was meh to, for me. So I, I'm going to stick with two and a half, though. I mean, I don't really see a point in lowering it, to be honest with you. Uh, Donnie, your connection from the crypt on this one were uh, makeup uh, artist Kate Hill. You connected to 28 Days Later. And uh, the separate connection, you uh, uh, connected actor Jesse Moss to Wolf Cop. As a, yeah, yeah, that's right. I do remember this. Yeah, one. so that was the uh, the first connection of a wolf movie to another wolf movie in the <laughs> in the summer of the wolf. Uh, Will you gave a kill count of four? That's what you came up with. So smoke, you gave it a gore score of six. That probably raised it up. That was probably. I mean, if they hadn't been for the gore, if I would have gave it even a little bit lower of a star rating too. But. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. At least they did play into that because some of these movies we've talked about, like yeah, it's like it wasn't gory, and, and you know, and, and the movie sucked. So you know, yeah, I don't. I don't I don't know. I don't understand what's so difficult about that for people who are making these horror movies. If you got a low budget and your script, if you know your script is not that great, juice this son of a bitch up with some gory. Yeah, you, it'll it'll bump you up a little bit. Next episode, episode sixty-eight, Spook Show Spotlight: History of Werewolves Part Four. So that was the last of the line of history of werewolves because we didn't wrap it up until episode seventy. But we'll get into that in a second. Episode sixty-nine, <laughs> The Howling. <laughs> From 1981. Now, uh, to that, since it is episode 69, there was werewolf sex, but we didn't, we didn't, I mean, we <laughs> talked about that in that episode, but the one clip I pulled here was not necessarily about werewolf sex, but it was about sex. So I'll go ahead and play that clip for you now. Am I the only one that gets distracted when you see these old, like, 70s and 80s movies with the porn theaters and stuff where I'm just like, God damn, you know, that's a nasty place. Just a nasty, nasty fucking place. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've got some anecdotes on that, too, as far They actually shot it in a real porn store. God, Lord. D. <laughs> Wallace, was, that, that look of, like, what the hell, disgust kind of look on D. Wallace's face was real. <laughs> she, was, yeah. she was super uncomfortable with it. Yeah. At all. Box, they, they barely show, they don't really show a whole lot. You don't really, you kind of see some of the box art or whatever. But they kind of. What was that? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Show the box. Is that what you're saying? The box art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The box. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, bo- the box art <laughs> on the box that the videotape is in. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm always like, anytime I see these things, where especially where like, what is that room for? Right? Like, it's just you go in there, you pop a quarter oh, in, you know. and then you just go to town. Like, 
these nasty fucking places. Like, who the <laughs> hell? Who the hell would do that? <laughs> I mean, I know we hurt. <laughs> I think we know of a few people that would probably well, do yeah, that. Man. Okay, all right. Yeah, we didn't want to <laughs> go too deep into who you might be referring to there, but yeah, I think you're probably right. We know a few people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, probably just stop. <laughs> uh, Donnie, you gave The Howling from 1981, you gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, I want to bump that up uh, to uh, three and three quarters. It's really hard to, you know, you talk about the werewolf tra transformation. It, it's just really hard to pick a favorite, you know. Um, I'm going to give it the same rating as a uh, American Werewolf in London. Because you mentioned it that way, I, I thought the same way with my star rating at three and three quarter, because that's what I gave uh, an American Werewolf in London. So I, I stuck with that because it really is hard to choose between the two as far as if it comes down to that, like, you know, Sophie's Choice, right? Which one? So I'm going to stick with that. But, Will, you gave it three stars. What do you say now? Yeah, I think I'm on a home. I mean, great movie. Professor, you gave it four stars, the highest of all of us. Yeah, this one is uh, it's close to American Werewolf in London, but I, I've always liked this one just a little bit more, and I think it's just that that setting that it's in. I think I, I love folklore and folk tales and all that, and I think the werewolf tale works better in a rural setting than, it, than in the city. But, not. I mean, it's, like you said, it's splitting hairs here. You know, I gave it three and three quarter stars for American Girls and four for this one, but pretty much basically the same. But, you know, just that rural setting sets it off a little bit more for me. I'm sticking with the four. Uh, the connections from the crypt, Donnie, you gave were uh, you connected. There's two separate connections. You had uh, crew member Roger George, uh, who did uh, special effects. Mm -hmm. You connected him to Chopping Mall and Never Too Young to Die. So there's another one of those connections. Strange. And you also connected D. Wallace to Popcorn, Critters, and Three from Hell. So, uh, and we should <laughs> yeah. mention too in our Spook Show Award, she won the, uh, wasn't it the Scream Queen Award? Yeah, yeah. Basically Spook the most popular Scream Queen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Will, you gave it a kill count of ten, and Smoke, you gave it a gore score of six. Good, good transformation scenes. I don't know if it necessarily it doesn't necessarily beat. That's one thing American Werewolf has over. It. I think the transformation scene of the werewolf is a little bit more intense. But uh, overall, the gore probably about on par or maybe slightly a little bit more, maybe even in Halloween. So I think I'll stick with the six. In episode 70, it was our latest spook show spotlight, but this was the history of werewolves wrap up. So it wasn't really part four. It was just kind of wrapping all that up. And we actually had a special guest, uh, Travis Roy from the cinema nine podcast who Donnie, you went to uh, college with him yeah. back in the or art school or uh, what hell, yeah. film school, whatever. The hell school. I say film. art school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You went to film school with him back in the yeah. day. So uh, you brought him on and he was a great guest and, We'll definitely have him on again. Uh, but I did pull one clip that I thought was pretty funny because we've mentioned it a couple times since that happened. So I'll go ahead and play that for you now. If you know, I'm just going to point this out because some people might be hearing this. Uh, whenever the, uh, Professor Smoke talks, uh, you can hear crickets in the background. That's our live in-studio audience. Uh, I'm used to that, by the way. <laughs> going on, no, he's actually sitting outside, so there's crickets out there. So, like... Um, it, we're not we're not dropping that in George Romero style. Like it's actually uh, it's actually there. Oh, it's it's I just wanted to make sure, like you, you know, you knew that so you wouldn't go crazy with the cricket noise. Um, yeah, <laughs> every time Smoke would say, like you wouldn't hear it if he wasn't saying anything. It was weird. I guess it was just the way the mic the mic was cutting on and off. But like every time he'd say something, you'd hear crickets. <laughs> So, you know, we just wanted to point out that that, that was uh, actually the live in-studio audience that uh, 
smoke had going there. So that's why that was happening. But Travis actually corrected us on that episode about Danny McBride working on Underworld films. Because apparently we had said uh, in one of the History of Werewolves, I think it was part four, that Danny McBride, the same guy that, you know, was in Eastbound and Down and a bunch of comedies and everything and, and wrote the, was one of the writers on the new Halloween movie. Uh, we actually thought that it was him that had worked on the Underworld movies, but we were wrong. It was a completely different Danny McBride that had worked on those movies. So, you know, it was kudos to uh, Travis for pointing that out, but I just figured I'd point it out here as well, just in case you didn't hear either, yeah. you know, that episode where we retracted it or whatever. Uh, episode 71, Another Wolf Cop, was where we uh, wrapped up the Summer of the Wolf. And uh, an, another uh, uh, debut in this episode of... Uh, of something that we have often talked about a few times since then. So here's the clip. And then an alien bust out of his stomach. And he, <laughs> uh, he calls it Bad Willie. <laughs> one of my favorite. What, what, that's what I call mine. <laughs> he was saying on that, he's like, you are not going to die from a shit. <laughs> you give that shit what for, Willie? So yeah, that was a that was a big debut for the Spook Show because we've mentioned it a few times since then, and I'm sure that will that will live on for a while, old Bad Willie. Um, but it, as as the culmination, you know, the end of the summer of the Wolf came, we realized how wrong we were about werewolf werewolf movies and sex scenes. So here's the clip. Then she just goes in and turns into a werecat with six titties. And you know. We were having this conversation about, I forget which movie, it might have been Wolf Talk, the first movie, but didn't you say something about, you know, you don't see too many werewolf movies with sexing. Yeah. And well, now, like, every movie we watch is a werewolf movie with sexing. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, you know, that's what the Summer of the Wolf was here, you know, that's what it was designed to do, was to educate. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, man. Well, you know, so, somebody that's all about watching uh, werewolf movies can be like, huh, these guys are amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to listen to that wolf copy. You don't often see sex in a werewolf movie. Boy, were we wrong. That's egg on our face. Because I think pretty much every movie since then has had at least one scene. Yeah, we were, like I said, we were dead wrong on that. But, Donnie, another wolf cop, you gave it two and three quarter stars. Any any uh, change there? I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I tuned out an hour ago. Oh, man. Yeah, it was still just disappointing. Um, you know, disappointing from the original Wolf Cop. I don't see how I can move off of that original uh, rating. I'm going I'm to hold. Will, you gave it two and a half stars. Any any new thoughts on it since? Yeah, no, same. I mean, you know, the first Wolf Cop kind of surprised us. This one, you know, we had expectations and wasn't bad it just wasn't met i agree with that take and and uh smoke you and i both gave it two and a half stars just like will did so i'm gonna stick are you are you gonna go up or down oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the two yeah same same thing a little disappointing from the first one the novelty of the first one had you know kind of worn off by the second one even though bad willie was hilarious yeah (laughs) at least we got that from this no if nothing else yeah donnie your connections from the crypt on this one were pretty much the entire wolf cop crew to this movie (laughs) it was as simple as that yeah, most of those guys that were on that one came back for this one. Will, you gave it a, you, you dug up a kill count of 54, which is pretty fucking high. And to reflect that yeah. somewhat, uh, uh, Smoke, you gave it a gore score of 7. No, I did add a little bit a little bit more splatter towards the end, that game, the, the hockey game at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that, that added quite a bit of splatter. Where he did like moon, where he did moon dust cocaine off of a scythe yeah. and just went to town. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay, maybe I need to go bump it up another half a star just for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that was hilarious, though. But yeah, and, and yeah, it did bump up the gore factor a little bit more from the first movie. So yeah, I'll stick with that. What was it? Seven. Seven. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, episode seventy-two, Spook Show Spotlight, top Labor Day horror releases. That episode basically we just went through like these are literally all the movies that made the most money on Labor Day. So we kind of ran down the list and talked about those. But uh, we kind of wrap up here with episode 73, where we talked about Maximum Overdrive from 1986. Now, the, the one cool thing that we got to do on this episode is we interviewed Michael Felsher from Red Shirt Pictures, who actually was the guy that, or you know, him and his production company, worked on all the Blu-ray special features and uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, featurettes and all that on the, on the Vestron Video Collector Series Blu-ray release, um, which was actually, like a, I think, like a Saturn Award nominee. They didn't win it. They lost it to, I think it was uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, like 4K release or something. But, yeah, it was cool to talk talk with him and his his experience working on that stuff and his thoughts on the movie and everything. So that was cool. So definitely go back to episode 73 and check that interview out. Worth a listen. Donnie, you gave Maximum Overdrive three stars. Any change of heart since then? No. No, I'm I'm, I'm going to hold on that. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... Uh, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's, you know, it's definitely a movie you can, uh, you know, you can rewatch. I can rewatch at least. Um, and that's usually my, my bench line for anything I can rewatch. It's, it's at least three stars there. And, uh, mm. yeah, maximum overdrive is something I will, I'll definitely see in the future. Will you gave it two and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to hold there. I mean, it's a good movie. There's, there's a lot of fun stuff there. There's some stuff that could have been better and, you know, when the, when the uh, director, writer, uh, one of the greatest horror uh, writers ever so, uh, doesn't want to acknowledge its existence, uh, <laughs> I don't think you can go super high on it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might play into its favor a little bit as far as cult status is concerned, but either way. Uh, Smoke, yeah. you and I both gave it three and a half stars. Uh, I'm going to stay there. I mean, I, I don't think I can go much higher on this. But what about you? Yeah, no, I agree. I can't. I, I wouldn't go higher or lower on it. It's uh, it is what it is, and it's entertaining as hell. I don't know. It, it gets a lot of hate for some reason. I mean, as we talked about, even Stephen King disowns it. But yeah, but it, it gets a lot of hate from even just horror fans, which I don't really understand. That I mean, it is entertaining. It's fun. It's it's got some gore. I mean, it's not super splattery either. But uh, I don't think it's deserving of some of the the hate status that it gets. Uh, but now I'll stick with that rating. Uh, Donnie, your connections from the crypt on this one were you connected Stephen King, which is the obvious connection here, but uh, to other episodes that we've done, Pet Cemetery, uh, both It movies, Creep Show, The Shining, and Doctor Sleep. So all yeah. obvious connections, but still, you know, he, he's definitely a huge influence and on all of us and all the movies that we've watched here. So it's a good connection. Uh, Will, your kill count was 32, which is pretty high, and of course, and... Smoke your gore score was uh, five on this one. Yeah, yeah, not the. And we talked about that on the show. I wish that somebody would put out a fully uncut version with the scenes that I'd seen back in a Fangoria magazine when this movie came out. Shows some scene gory, splatter set picture, you know, what still still photos, whatever from the set yeah. that had way more gore in it than what came out in the movie. So I would hope that somebody had that footage still, whoever the, the, the production studio is, and that at some point in the future they would release it. But if they haven't by now. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Well, that'll pretty much wrap it up here for our third anniversary Halloween Spectacular 2021. Uh, like we said, all the you know the few movies that we've watched since then, we'll, we'll kind of get back to those next year because it's just been too soon for us to really you know 
re, uh, have a second thought on it. So we'll just put a cork in it there and, uh, you know, we'll, we're off to bigger and better things. So next week, you know, starting our new year, so to speak, um, will be uh, episode 81, and that'll be the Patreon poll winner uh, from the month of October. We don't, you know, as of this point right now, since, you know, you can still vote up until basically midnight tonight, we don't know what that's going to be. So it'll either be the Hellraiser, Phantasm, or Nightmare on Elm Street. So find out with us next week when you come back and find out what we're going to be watching. So um, it's been a great year, guys, and here's to another one. So Yeah, man. So for Donnie, oh, yeah. Professor Smoke, Will, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.